0: Welcome into another week and another edition of the Strictly Stripes podcast. Muhammad Ahmad joined by Andrew Gillis and Mike Nislik for another week. A big week as the Bengals take on Kansas City in what will probably be the most exciting game this Sunday. And before we talk more about that, folks, make sure you sign up for Cincinnati Football Insider if you want to get it. All the information you need before it gets to Twitter and other social media outlets. Sign up for it. Go to cleveland.com slash bangles. Click at the blue banner at the top of the page. You get a 14-day free trial, but you don't pay for it. You don't pay the $4.99 a month until the end of that trial. So again, cleveland.com slash bangles. Click at the top of the page to sign up. Now, actually, I jumped the gun here. Before we talk about the big game against Kansas City this weekend, I saw something on ESPN today where uh, – uh, Dan Orlovsky, who's an analyst for the NFL and ESPN, he was on Get Up saying something along, along the lines of, if you're in the AFC, you should be scared of the Bengals. And I thought, I agree with this guy. I think Dan Orlovsky's right. I think if you are the AFC at this time of the year, entering December, you should be scared of the Cincinnati Bengals. Do you agree with that assessment, guys?
1: Yeah. Excuse me. I, you know, I think, um, you know, just when you, when you kind of look at where this team was a couple of weeks ago, I mean, I mean, think back to the conversations that we were having. Oh God. I mean, after the Baltimore game um, after the Cowboys game, um, you know, just kind of after some of those early season losses where you were kind of uncertain what was going on. um, You know, I was looking around at some DVLA numbers today Um, you know, last year, uh, if you, if I know this is a whole season metric and they obviously improved as the year went on, um, but their overall DVOA was 17th, their offensive DVOA was 18th and their defense was 19th. Um, you know, that's pretty mediocre across the board. Like I said, I know that they improved as the season went along, uh, this year, their overall DVOA is seventh offensive DVOA is seventh and defensive DVOA is 13th. Um, if you don't know, DVOA is basically just a measurement of, it stands for value over average or defensive value over average. So basically it's a way of measuring, you know, how successful a team is in certain situations, you know, because a three yard run is not created equal in all situations. So a third, a three yard run on third and two is different than a three yard run on first and 10. Um, You know, and by that metric, which is actually pretty, pretty, you know, indicative of how good a team is, the Bengals are better than they were last year. I think you know, if you, if you just look at the offensive line, it doesn't take, you know, doesn't take much of a, of a scientific diagnosis to say, you know, okay, this team is better. Um, You know, they still have all of their offensive weapons that they did last year. So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're in a really, really tough conference. Um, Chiefs aren't going anywhere. We're obviously going to see them Sunday. The bills are really good. I mean, you got two teams that are what six and five on the outside looking into the playoff picture. So, I think they're above those teams. I just still think they're below the Bills and the Chiefs. But, yeah, I mean, they're they're not a team that a lot of teams want to face.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're Carolina, you know, you obviously wouldn't want to face them again. But, I mean, like, in terms <laughs> of like the teams that matter, I mean, like, is Kansas City and Buffalo really going to be scared? I mean, uh, they, they feel like they have Super Bowl uh, contending st- – teams I mean the Eagles like the way right. they're playing. I, I, mean, I like, think I I guess his point is like if you're below the top tier you probably don't want to play the Bengals right now but I, I mean and, and I think they match up well against all the teams I listed but I don't think anybody's gonna in that group's gonna be you know scared
1: yeah I wouldn't say that they're scared of them I, I do think though that they're you know there is kind of this element for the Bengals of you know I don't think that they're scared of playing the Chiefs, certainly. I mean, you know, they won, they came back from 21-3 to down or whatever it was in in the AFC Championship game last year. Like, I'm not sure that the, like, I think we can do this, which is obviously what we're going to do here over these next couple of weeks, where it's like, uh, you got to play the big, bad Chiefs and the big, bad Bills and everything like that. But, I mean, the Bengals are not looking at the Chiefs as, like, impenetrable. They're not looking at the Bills as, like, oh, man, we're screwed when we got to play that team. Um, So I think it does kind of go both ways in that regard, though. I think
2: the point is more just that they've fixed sort of the, the problems that they had earlier this season, you know, in terms of some, some of their inconsistencies and they're playing better football. Uh, right. But overall, like, it's like uh, they're – but at the same time, are they where – you know, that's where they said they were going to be before the season or they thought they should be before the season, right? I mean – Yeah. You know, this this was a team that had those kind of aspirations. So, I mean, I feel like they're kind of right where they wanted to be.
0: So, you're both right in the sense that, yeah, a lot has improved. And I like that you mentioned that Baltimore game, Andrew. I really think that's the game where you can go back and look at between that point and now and say, okay, in a span of time, where can you measure the most progress? And it's within that range of time, so that makes a lot of sense. And I like you mentioned the DVOA. I mean, when you have guys like Trenton Irwin making big third-down catches, Travion Williams making that third-down catch he made, And obviously it's not just them, it was Jamar Chase too before he got hurt, and Joe Mixon when he had that big game against Carolina, and I think even for the few snaps he played before he got hurt against Pittsburgh, I mean, they were really making those big third down plays as we saw. Here's the thing though, so we agree on that, but I don't know, I do think, look, are the Bills and the Chiefs top tier? Yes. Absolutely. But here's the thing. People said the same thing last year before the Bengals played the Chiefs in the regular season. And they said the same thing again, even after they beat the Raiders and the Titans before they went to Arrowhead. They all said the same thing. I remember watching, the C- or at least later on after the game, because I was there in person, I, was, I watched a replay of the CBS NFL Today picks. Only Boomer assigns and picked the Bengals. So, yeah, I think there's this narrative that, oh, I mean, you know, the Bengals aren't a top-tier team, but they're not going to beat the Bills. They're not going to beat the Chiefs. And if you want me to be realistic, I do think they only beat one of them. But at the same time, I don't think we should be quick to write off and say, oh, yeah, they're not top-tier, so they can't beat them. I mean, who almost beat the Bills on Thanksgiving? Detroit. They're not good. They're one of the worst teams I've seen this year. I think they're on a better trend now since they started, like, what, 1-6? and six? Sure. But they were 1-6 and six at one point, and they almost beat them if it wasn't for Stefan Diggs. And I mean – the Chiefs aren't invincible either. I mean, I still don't know how they lost to the Colts. No disrespect to Indianapolis, but, I mean, these teams aren't invincible. you know. And like you said, I know you, you said the Bengals don't look at them as impenetrable, but they're not invincible either. I mean, I might be a stickler here, but I, I really do think that people still look at the Bengals as, ah, you know, they, they got lucky. They had a run last year. Ah, you know, they weren't that good to start the year, which they weren't. But I think people still focus so much on that and not the progress you mentioned up to this point. I don't think Dan Orlovsky was just saying, oh, yeah, they cleaned some stuff up. I think it was that they cleaned some stuff up and that, like, yeah, they cleaned up and they're actually a a team you really wish you didn't have to play, especially when the stakes are the highest in December. Well, so that's just me. I
1: I don't know, like. I mean, progress doesn't really mean squat if you're not progressing as fast as, as the other teams in the conference, and I'm not saying they haven't. You know, I'm just – you know, if you look at the standings right now, I mean, Kansas City's there, Miami's there, and, I mean, they played, what, two, you know, two and a half quarters without Tua in that game on Thursday night. Um, Tennessee, obviously that game went right down to the wire. Like, if it wasn't for a roughing the snapper penalty, like, Tennessee's getting the ball back with a chance to go tie it. Uh, they already lost to the Ravens. The Bills are right there. Uh, then they got the Jets, who I, I don't know what to make of the Jets now that you know their quarterback situation is all screwy. But like, but like, I mean, the Chargers are right there too. Like, my my whole point with with when you kind of look at the Bengals in this in this scope of the AFC is I don't think they're better than the Bills or the Chiefs. Which, it, like, I, I mean, hell, I don't think that's necessarily like a like a like a some catastrophic dig at who the Bengals are or anything like that, but. The AFC has progressed to a point where, you know, obviously you can beat a team in a one off. Like obviously that's why it it happens every week in, in the regular season. But like, are you gonna go into the playoffs? Right now you would play Tennessee in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, that's that's not an easy matchup, but like if you win that one, then where are you going? You going to Kansas City? You going to Miami? You're going to beat them, too? Okay, so then you got to go to Kansas City, and then all of a sudden Buffalo's standing there in the AFC title game, and you got a run of Tennessee, Kansas City, and Buffalo. Like, I, I just think that when you look at the top teams in the AFC, the Bengals are, are still not at that level, and we're going to learn a whole heck of a lot more on Sunday um, if they can be at that level. But I don't know. I, I just think that the road to the Super Bowl is more difficult than it was last year, and if you are not one of those teams, it's tougher to get there.
0: I mean, why? Why do you think it's tougher this year? Not the I don't agree with you, but like, what do you I think mean, it's like tougher I just said, this year? I mean, year?
1: Miami, like Kansas City and Buffalo, are still war machines. Uh, Miami's really good. Tennessee is a really tough out. Um, you know, I mean, the chart, like the ch- the Chargers are six and five, and you know they've been right there with the Chiefs twice. Like. The Chargers are, uh, you know, they're. I think they're haunted, by the way, because every year it feels like they're like Super Bowl contenders. And you just look at some of the injuries that they have, and it's like, oh, all of a sudden, four of their best players have debilitating injuries. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I just look at the AFC. I think it's better than it was last year uh, because you have a team like Miami that's kind of thrown themselves into that mix of the elite teams in the NFL. Um, you know, obviously, Baltimore's right there, and you already lost to the Ravens this year. So I don't know, like if I just think that the road of, you know, the Raiders and the Titans before you have to play the Chiefs, I don't think that's there this year. And obviously you can beat a team in a one off, but it's a whole heck of a lot harder to beat a team in a one off if you've got to beat Tennessee and then Miami and then Kansas City or and then Buffalo or, you know, Baltimore and then Buffalo and then Kansas City. I, I just don't know if the Bengals have the chops to do that.
0: Wow. All right, then. I mean, I'm not like saying I said, that, I'm I, not saying they
1: can't. I, I'm just saying that I think that, you know, I, and obviously, like I said, we're going to learn, we're going to learn a lot more. I mean, it's, it's not even the end of November yet and they're about to play the chiefs and then they're going to play the Browns with the Sean and, you know, and then they're going to play the the bills down the line and they're going to play the Ravens down the line. Like, and they're going to play the Patriots too. And the Patriots are right in the thick of it. So like we're going to find out and, and we're going to see, but I, I don't know right now. I mean, if I had to if I had to bet on it, I, the AFC is just so stacked that you have to almost take the team that's going to have home field or you have to take the team, you know, that's going to have a buy just because the AFC is so difficult to get through.
0: I agree with you on that. It, it, um, and that's why I was saying when I was asking you, why do you think it's tougher? It's not that I didn't agree with you. I just wanted to see, you know, what did you think made it tougher? And you're right. I mean, I didn't think Miami would be this good with Tua. No disrespect I don't think them. Yeah, I mean, what a shocker, right? I mean, kind of like what we're seeing the Dolphins as right now is I think in some ways how some people saw the Bengals last year when they had that 5-2 and two start before the, they ended up dropping to 5-4 and four before the bye and making that run. So I hear you on that, and look, I understand there's that one off with Detroit. Buffalo's still a good team. And I will say this about the Chiefs, and we'll talk more about this later in the week. It does impress me how they're probably better than they were last year, and they don't have Tyreek Hill. That is impressive. But since we're mentioning the Chiefs, I want to kind of pivot to that to raise a really good point that I think a lot of people are thinking about when they first have this game come to mind. It is the fact that Joe Burrow <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes, who have already met twice, like we mentioned last year are going at it again for the third time after all that was said and done. And in light of that, what does that kind of remind some people of? Brady versus Manning, which we were, I don't know what we did as humans to deserve that for over, what, 12, 13 years, but we were treated to that for almost a decade and a half. And so even though you have a super small sample size, although admittedly half of it was in the postseason, is this game going to show us that this you know, battle between Bro and Mahomes is going to be what we should see as potentially the next Brady versus Manning?
2: Well, it depends, right? Longevity is, I think, sort of the uh, factor that will matter the most. Like, uh, you know, it could be a flash in the pan or or could it be something special like that was? Like, I think you remember Brady and and Manning because they had so many... uh, Matchups They face each other 12 times in the regular season, uh, five times in the postseason, and obviously uh, with tons on the line uh, in those postseason games. Uh, do you guys know what, what the record was? I, I have it in front of me. Overall they or in the postseason?
0: Times. Overall. Overall, I think it's – I'd say it's even, right? Um, Eight they and played, four, 17 oh, they, they played, played 17 games. Oh, they played 17 games. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, 17. Okay, no, I'm never mind. I'm say
1: – Ten and seven to Brady's side.
2: Muhammad, you got a guess?
0: Yeah, I would say probably. Uh, do, I can't do the math today. Uh, Ten and seven. I'd say eleven six Brady.
2: It Was eleven six Brady? Yeah, but, that's that's what I figured. Had, it was it was nine and three Brady in the regular season. Then it, it, you kind of forget that Manning had a better record in the postseason. Right, to, right. Uh, two wins in Denver. Um, so oh, the, yeah. The den- yeah. for
1: for a while he couldn't beat him with Indy. Right. Like they, right it felt correct. like every year they would go play New England and Foxborough and they'd get destroyed.
2: But yep. I, I think I think longevity's the uh, the key to the to, to sort of becoming that. I think they have the certainly the talent level right now, but uh, for to have a rivalry, uh, you have to have it. I think be sustained over a long period of time and. Um, you know, we'll see. I, I think uh, another, you know, this year they face each other in a regular season and uh, another postseason matchup. Say again, you know, in the in the conference title game. I mean, that's that's a pretty good start. Um, but I think it'll yeah. take some time. Um, you know, because you never know, right? Like, you know, because you got so many good young quarterbacks right now. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert is a guy. Like, you look at like, could he have a, a, like a rise up and and, and that be the the, the rival? Because they would face them more in the regular season. So um, I think it has a chance, but I think you need to have more uh, – too small of a sample size right now.
1: Yeah, I, I'm on Mike's side here. Um, way too small of a sample size uh, just because – you know, I I feel like this is something that gets debated a lot when people have these matchups. Like, you know, how many times is it, oh, is this the next Crosby versus Ovechkin or is this the next <laughs> – you know, is this the next, I don't know, you know, Steph versus LeBron. Whatever. Like, people always try to do that, and I think it's it's almost always premature. Um, I think it is in this case, too. The other thing that, that I, you know, like Mike kind of touched on here, when you were talking about those Brady-Manning games, it was pretty – you could pretty much set your watch to it that from like 2001 to like 2010-ish, like for that decade the Colts were going to go something like 13 and 3, 12 and 4. The Patriots were going to go like something like 13 and 3, 12 and 4 or 14 and, every and year, 2. Every year, yeah, like every year and 16 and 0. you could kind of <laughs> say that okay, these are the number 1 and number 2 teams in the league and these are the number 1 and the number 2 quarterbacks in the league. I mean, obviously there were other really good quarterbacks. I mean, I think Philip Rivers, I mean, this is a sidebar, but Philip Rivers is one of the more you know, underrated quarterbacks ever, like he was so good for those Chargers teams. And he had those kind of games against Brady, played on the torn ACL, things like that. But is Burrow good enough to be the consensus number one or number two quarterback in the league? I think that that's part of this too, because, you know, what happens if Josh Allen kind of asserts himself as the number two quarterback in the league, and then they have those matchups then? So I don't know. I think it kind of involves, like Mike said, I think it involves longevity. And I think it's also got to be very clear to everybody watching that, okay, not only are these two teams every year going to be neck and neck for for the, you know, for the top of the AFC and, you know, for Super Bowl contention. But, Mahomes, I mean, Mahomes is obviously, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the league. But you need Burrow to be that second because right now there's a debate, right, you know? Yes. I think you could, you know, I think Josh Allen is number two. Um, you can, like, you can convince me of a lot of different guys, I think in that, you know, in that subsection. So to me, I think that's, that's part of it as well.
2: Yeah. And, um, yeah. The, the, Go ahead, Mike. The the, 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 uh, playoff games. So they met, uh, four times in the AFC championship game. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, like that, like, those are the games you remember and like, uh, They were so impactful. I think all, all but one of them was a one. Or no, they were all ten point games. Two of them were one possession games. So all just like super close. um, You know, in terms of like, you know, that there was like that decade span from, or you know, twelve. Basically, two thousand three to two thousand fifteen. You know, the biggest games played kind of over that stretch were between those two quarterbacks. And so I think that's why you know, yeah, like you said, you gotta. You know, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is an example of the quarterback you thought would kind of go to the Super Bowl over and over again, and he he did it. You know, it's like,
0: oh no, not at all. I
2: I think it's very hard to sort of have that sustained success and sustained team success. And I think what's built against that um, is that the cap, the way it's structured now, the quarterbacks take up so much of the money that you sort of decimate your own team to be be, to be the best quarterback in the league. Um, And so, can the Bengals sustain that success? Because nobody's going to care about um, Holmes and Burrow if um, the Bengals are, you know, a three and ten team or something like that. In, in a couple and of and years. if I can
1: jump in again, you know, I mean, obviously they played last year in the regular season and it was a, you know, it was a great game. And then they played in the postseason and it was a great game. Um, next year, the Bengals play uh, a, a to be determined AFC West opponent. So basically. The only way that the Raven, or excuse me, the only way that the Bengals would do it is if the Ravens don't win the division because right now it's those two teams. So, you know, if the Bengals win the AFC North, they're going to go to Arrowhead next year. In 2024, uh, they have the Chiefs on the schedule in Arrowhead again. In 2025, there's a to-be-determined AFC West opponent. Like, in 2026, at home, there's a to-be-determined AFC West opponent. So you kind of need to get – not to say lucky – um, but you need to have those regular season matchups. But like Mike said, even that's not enough because you can play a great regular season game. I mean, but is anybody going to remember a week eight Sunday night football matchup when they're talking about the the historic battles between, you know, between Burrow and Mahomes? No, what people remember is those playoff games. Like for for years, the the, the storyline with Manning and Brady was – You know, everybody remembered the Patriots beating the Colts. And then you get to that was was the year the Colts won the title. The Colts go down to 21-3. Yeah, they have this great comeback, and it's an amazing AFC championship game, and Manning finally did it and this whole thing like everybody remembers those games they don't remember the games in the regular season so my point is even with all of those potential matchups like there's a shot like I just said they could play every year through 2026 and I'm not going to go farther than that because I don't know I don't want to do that but like they could play every year for the next handful of years in the regular season and I don't think it's really going to matter unless you're getting these AFC you know playoff games because if you don't get those AFC playoff games, whether it's because the Bengals fall off, the Chiefs fall off, one of them keeps losing in the first round, I, I just think that it's it, people aren't going to remember it like they do Brady Manning because that is so unique of a rivalry that it really is going to take a while to, uh, to replicate again.
0: And it's crazy you mentioned that 06 AFC championship game because that 18-point comeback, that was the largest comeback in championship history of any conference until the Bengals tied it. At Arrowhead, so when people talk about like Mahomes and Burrow, even just now, I know they only played twice, they're not going to remember that game in then called Paul Brown Stadium last year. They're going to remember the game at Arrowhead, and I promise you, even in like, what, two years from now, in 2024, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen between now and then, but unless there's another game that's better than the one we saw at Arrowhead, that's the game they're going to bring up, because you're right, it's 2022, and we're talking about a game that happened when I was in the third grade, because... no, yeah, third grade, because I still remember that. I remember where I was when that game happened, too, 16 years ago, almost 17. So you're right. It's going to come down to, you know, like Michael said, the longevity. How long can both these guys be elite, and how often will they meet each other? And then, like you said, Andrew, when they meet each other, is it going to be in the playoffs? How are those games going to go in the playoffs? Are they going to be blowouts one way or the other? Or are they going to be close games like we mostly saw with... Uh, Brady and Manning, which was usually ten point games or less. So yeah, definitely a lot to be said. I think I I can be guilty of that whole you know premature storyline. But you know the funny thing is I didn't even really think about this until Tyler Boyd uh, mentioned that because he said yeah like when you look at a game like this and what makes it so exciting he goes you got the next Brady versus Manning and of course you know it's Tyler Boyd. He's obviously you know he likes to say funny, colorful things like that. So I'll give him that. But yeah, we'll definitely see how that plays out this weekend and beyond. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about Joe Burrow in the month of December, comparing and contrasting it to the run he had last year. Plus, we'll have some rapid-fire Q&A to wrap up. You're listening to the Strictly Stripes podcast. And thanks for staying with us on the Strictly Stripes podcast. So after the Bengals beat Tennessee on the road Sunday, Joe Burrow said, now it's December. When reality is, for those listening to this, it's we're recording this on a Monday, but it's gonna be November 29th for most people who listen to this. So we're not quite in December. But clearly, and Joe Bro knows this, but mentally he's in December. You know, he looks at it as all right, we got the last game of November out of the month. Now we're on in December. You know, you look at the the month I'm in, the Bengals I'm in had March. what? Can we get to pick
2: what day we're in?
0: Oh yeah, sure. Do you want so you, you think we're in March right now? Well we're
2: in March mentally
0: in March. Well, my birthday's in March, so actually, I- I'd love to join no, you. Now,
2: now I changed it. Now I'm, now I'm, now I'm in May.
0: Okay, so... how it
2: works. I don't think that's how dates work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like many things in life, dates are arbitrary. But, you know, let's, let's look at those arbitrary dates in December that Joe Burrow had last year. You have two bad losses to the Chargers and 49ers at home, although the 49ers game was a close game in overtime. But then you go to Denver, get a close win, you blow Baltimore out Baltimore at home. You get the win over Kansas City, like we mentioned earlier in the show. And that wraps up your month of December. So, again, small sample size. But just like last year, the Bengals are 7-4. and four, And they had two dud losses. And I think, I don't know if they'll have dud losses, but they're going to lose at least, I think, two games this month. And they could possibly win at least three others. So, does Joe Burrow follow up this December? with a better showing than he did last December on that run they made.
2: Well, I mean, they were 2-2, two two, so I mean...
0: Have, but look, have, look at who they played, though, but, but look at who they beat. They beat Baltimore, who's a division foe, who wasn't all that bad, and then they beat Kansas City, like we said, which that was uh, the second-best team in the AFC and the best team in the AFC right now. So do you think, like, again, he's focused on December. Is Joe Burrow... I don't want to be cliche, team, but... No, I don't want to be cliche, but like, is well, he trying to
2: focus on a different month?
0: Because this is when it matters most. This is when the stakes matter most, whether you're a three win team think, or a 10 win team.
1: I think January matters most with this team. Regular <laughs> um, season. We're
0: talking regular season right now. They played two just...
1: games in January this year. Um, well, that's okay. But, that is different, uh, so but that's I, new. I, I get that's new. You know, is Joe Burrow going to play his best football late? Um, sure I mean I, I year, he wasn't
2: like Mr. December last year. I mean it was Yeah, it last was year cool they terrible. lost to the Chargers. He wasn't. They wasn't lost no, to
1: the Chargers, they lost to the 49ers. Uh, they had a tough win. They only beat the Broncos by 5 um which by the way, what a hilarious team. Do all that for Russ and then you still suck. Um but then you beat You just had to sneak that in. You beat the Ravens by 20 and that game was the that that game. Do you know who the starting quarterback for the Ravens was that game?
0: Uh, starting, wasn't Lamar Jackson starting quarterback
1: and their starting running back for that game when that when the Bengals won by twenty.
0: The quarterback it was Brett Hundley,
1: right? Nope, no. It was Josh Johnson, and their start and their number one running back was Devontae Freeman. Like they beat a carcass of a bank, of a Ravens team by twenty, and then, and then ironically that Chiefs game where they where they won uh, at home uh, that was in January um, January second. So I I don't know. Like I think last year you could you could kind of look at the you could kind of look at the Bengals and say like they got better as the year went on, um, but this year is a tougher December. I mean you're gonna play the Chiefs. And then who knows what the Browns are going to look like uh, with, with Deshaun. And then you got to go play Tampa and then you got to go play new England. And then, uh, then there's, then you're at the end of the month. Like, I I think it's a, it's a really, really tough. um, It's a really, really tough month. I mean, last year was, was obviously pretty tough as well. Played a team that went to the NFC championship game. Um, You played, um, you know, the, the chargers who missed the playoffs because, they almost had that wonderful and hilarious tie at the end of the season, but they were right there. Like you, you, you had a tough December last year, but I think this year's tougher. So, um, I mean, we're gonna have to see. And I'm but...
2: half of his production in December was that one game against Baltimore.
1: Yeah, that's the he, thing. He had 525
2: he was... yards. I mean, they yeah. almost had, he almost had half of like. And like you said, what you describe as a carcass of a team—that's not a good description. So, I mean yeah, like the, I, he, he's the, a, the Ravens he wasn't like... were
1: the Ravens were genuinely like one of the most if not the most injured team in the league last year they didn't have their top two corners now granted I, I don't want to take anything away from that because it like you know you score 41 points in NFL, against an NFL team, I think you, you could know, take something good. away from it. but I think, I think you could play. kind of poke you and could, knit you, at, uh, you know poke it. some nits and say like hey you beat a team with I, I don't I mean I don't even know who was their starting corner that day. But, like, you beat a team that didn't have their number one, two, or three corner or whatever it was. Like, I don't know. Like, Jamar went for over 200 because he was playing a dude who's, like, on a practice squad now. Like,
2: I think good we, win, but you're supposed we, to do that. I don't think that's a narr- like Like, yeah, they're in December and he wants to play well because it's down the stretch. But, I mean, they're playing really good football. I think it's about right. sustaining, it's not about sort of, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think they've they've figured out the the formula and they, they've, they've 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 things are working offensively. So yeah. it's not like he has to sort of become Superman. Um, like that's not what he was in that Titans game for them to win it. It was a you know I think Zach kind of and 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 Lude sort of described that win sort of perfectly. Like you know that, that was a team, particularly on defense, like a team win. Um and and I think that's sort of how these games are going to be won. Um. You know, will a game come down to him in the fourth quarter making a drive? I think that's um, possible, and I think those are situations where he's flourished, no matter the month, throughout his you know young career. But I, I think what's going to be required of this team in December um, is for them to play like they did against Tennessee as a team. And it would be bad if it it all has to come down to Joe Burrow because, as you saw earlier in the season, teams. Um, that sold out to sort of, you know, beat them passing, you know, they, they struggled to sort of score points and do some things. So I think they'd rather it be sort of playing complimentary football and, and winning as a team rather than like him going off for tons of yardage and, you know, this and that and the other and make it about all about him, his success. I, I don't think that's how they're built. And I don't think that's how they would win.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think I that's a that. really good I summary. That. I think that's a really good summary by Mike. And like, if I can add to that, I think, I don't know. I don't think the question's the right question um, about December. I think if, you know, if he plays, if he does have a good December, I don't think it's, oh, well, it's December now and Joe Burrow's turning the lights on. Like, I think, you know, his rookie year, he obviously got hurt and missed the rest of the year. I think you've you've then have two seasons in a row where he gets better as the year goes on and they start to figure things out. Um, You know, I I think that that might be more of a narrative than than the December one that, you know, once you hit five games, six games played, you know, you get through those first couple of games or, okay, you got to figure out what your offense is. You got to figure out what you do well. Then you can turn on the Jets because, I mean, everybody talked about how this team was also five and four last year. So I think the narrative isn't I, I don't know if it's a December thing. I think it's a give Joe Burrow a few games. And then once he gets a few games under his belt he makes his team better. And truthfully, that's the sign of a well-coached team. That's the sign of a a team that is a good team, uh, has a good quarterback. If you start out the year and you progressively get better, because, I mean, obviously it goes without saying, you don't want to have these just performances where you're playing up or down to your opponents. You want to get consistently better. And I think that if they're able to do that, that's the narrative that everybody's going to be talking about at the end of the year.
0: I like what you're saying there. And you, you phrase it better. You're talking more about sustained versus getting hot and catching a flame, like you said, because they right. they, have, they have been getting hot and they have been sustaining it for the most part since, like you mentioned earlier in the show, that Baltimore game that they'd like to take back. They've really been sustaining a lot since then. And so, yeah, maybe that's what I was trying to say was, you know, not, oh, is he going to get hot? But is it more, can he sustain it? And like Mike said, can he sustain it against a tougher slate of opponents in this time of the year compared to this time of the year last year at this point in like December and January. So yeah, we're going to definitely see it. This is going to be really fun. I mean, this is always fun. It's the NFL, but this is where you really, really get your money is in December. And of course you get that bag deep, deep in January. So Can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. But just to wrap up, I know we do this a little bit, so we'll keep it kind of tight, but just a little rapid-fire Q&A, just a few quick fun questions I have for you guys. I know we talked about Burrow and Mahomes, so based on that, who do you have throwing for more touchdowns in this game, Burrow or Mahomes? Mahomes. Mahomes. I think it's actually even. I think they both throw for the same. Okay. All right. Uh, and here's the thing So last year we called Trey Hendrickson the sack master I think he's still the sack master I, I did
2: not call him that last season I called
0: him the sack I called, called him, that. Sack master I call him the sack master so I think he's still Trey is Hendrickson
1: the sack I, master I, I don't know uh,
0: So does the sack master get a sack on Sunday?
2: Yes But it's Trey Hendrickson gets a sack I don't think it's the sack master
0: Sure, whatever you want to call it
1: yeah, I'm going to say yes, because they, <laughs> they throw the ball, uh, you know, a lot more than some of the other teams they played, so they'll just have more opportunities. So I'll bet on that, yes.
0: I agree, I agree. Last quick question. In which quarter do the Bengals take the lead against the Chiefs, if you think they take the lead? The first lead, I should say.
1: First. First quarter. Um, first oh, you because,
2: cheated. Uh,
1: they, I you say stole first my because answer. they – I said
2: it, and you like, you stole it. Yeah, I saw what you did. Yeah, there.
1: I what I so uh, I did one of those things where like you were in school and you like pretended to stretch and like look at the other person's paper and then like act like you're thinking really hard. That's what I did with Mike right there. So I'm you gonna just say, first it, part yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Bravo, gentlemen. Well done. Well, well done. Well, folks, thanks you again for tuning in with us on this edition of Strictly Stripes. Wednesday, we're going to talk more specifically about how Joe Burrow will go against Kansas City and how the offense, which will hopefully or could hopefully have Jamar Chase back, what that's going to take, how it'll be different from last year, plus much, much more along with where Burrow stands in the MVP rankings. But once again, for myself, Andrew and Mike Neisler, I'm Muhammad Ahmad. See you Wednesday.